Okay, good evening everybody and welcome to Storms in our Baptist Church once again. We are here on Wednesday evening and um, what we've been going through is the Baptist distinctives. Um, we have done this one before, but um, uh, I'd like to commence with uh, reading uh, the Word of God. We're reading in 1 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. And the Bible says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Um, biblical distinctives of Baptists. There are certain things that we as Baptists believe. And um, we started out as, uh, when we began uh, by um, an acrostic, which we've um, uh, been looking at and going through, and that is B-A-P-T-I-S-T-S, um, which is a simple tool uh, and, and not a rule to help us to remember uh, these uh, different distinctives. And the first one we did was the Bible, um, and um, how the Bible is uh, the most important thing, always at first, with the, with the Baptists. Uh, autonomy or independence of the local church. The priesthood of all believers, we've been through that. The two offices of the church, which is a pastor and a deacon. Uh, individual soul liberty and responsibility, which we did um, the last time we were here. Now we're coming to an uh, issue of... Um, the church and um, the state, separation of church and state. So that is the S, separation of church and state. It's uh, quite an interesting um, subject, this one. And I'd like to read uh, something to you. Um, civil government. Um, Rulers and magistrates are to be respected in all temporal matters, not contrary to conscience and to the word of God is and the word of God is to be obeyed. But they have no jurisdiction in spiritual concerns and have no right to dictate, have control over, or interfere with matters of religion, but are bound to protect all good citizens in their religious rights and privilege. No union of church and state should be tolerated but entire separation maintained. The church should neither ask for or accept any support from civil authority. To do so would imply the right of civil dictation and control. The support of religion belongs to those who profess it. So basically what it's saying is that the government should have nothing to do with uh, the church and we should not have anything to do with the government. The only thing we... Uh, should be doing is praying for our government. But um, we, the church shouldn't be running a state either. And um, it happens, it's happened in the past where the church has run the state. And um, that isn't how it's meant to be. But the people who um, uh, support religion are the ones we, we need to uh, support uh, ourselves. We don't need the, the outside support of, of any government. Because uh, if we did that, if we accepted funds or money from the government or any mm -hmm. form of help, then we would be tied to them. 
and you cannot have that. Um, can't have that. So we believe that civil government is of divine appointment. There is no uh, government that is not ordained. It's ordained of God. Let's read a verse and verses here in Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. It says, uh, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to do thee, to, to do thee good for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger, to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause we pay tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honour to whom honour. That's quite an interesting passage, isn't it? But um, this is for the interesting good of, uh, of human um, society. Magistrates are to be prayed for, conscientiously honoured and obeyed, except only in things where it's opposed to the will of our Lord Jesus Christ. If something is opposed to that, then well, we must obey what the Word of God says. There is no choice in that. Who is the only Lord of our... He is the only Lord of our conscience. And He is also the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. The government should not run the Church nor dictate any of its policies. The church should obey the laws of the state as long as they do not violate any clear biblical teaching. So, the church must obey the laws of the state. Mm -hmm. and, um, but when it comes to, if it violates what the Word of God says, we cannot, cannot do it. We cannot uh, be obedient to something that is contrary to what the Word of God says. Yeah. And there are a lot of things, we know that. The, we really don't agree with, but we really don't have a choice. We can pray that the, uh, for the situations that arise. Um, a lot of things have arisen in these recent times. There was one that came up just recently where, uh, regarding euthanasia, mm. and um, uh, thankfully that was uh, put down. Because once it starts, it gets worse and worse. You know, so. Abortion after birth as well. Yep. So. Things are getting uh, just uh, are not good, but um, generally we should obey uh, the law. We should be um, obey the law. The church should not run the state. I've just mentioned that we shouldn't be running the state. <laughs> no church should be running the state. The church should be a spiritual, moral influence in the affairs of the state. It must be in order to direct the conscience of man toward God. Our job is to pray for our leaders that they might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Saviour. Psalm 33.12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Can you believe, 
can you imagine if um, everybody in our government, everybody, all of the country believed in the Lord? Can you imagine what a country would be? But of yeah. course we know that that is... We, we know it's run by, God, by the devil. <laughs> the devil but you can imagine that one, yeah. Well, the devil's in the, he's the one. He offered the Lord Jesus Christ everything. Mm. <laughs> so he's, he's got some, some clout. You know? yeah. he's, uh, he's, not, he's not a fool either. No, the no. devil's clever. He's got, had quite a few thousand years to wow, wisdom and, and knowledge. <laughs> and he knows the Bible. You know, when, when Job, when, when we read Job, it says that Satan came into the, uh, among the uh, angels and um, God asked him, what are you, what are you doing? He said, I've, I've been walking in, on the earth, up, up and down in the earth. And he says, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, uh, yeah, just take whatever he has away, you'll see what will happen. You know? mm. It shows you that the devil is, is uh, he's around and he's watching. And the thing is, if he goes before, um, before God to accuse somebody, he doesn't lie. Because he'd be squashed. <laughs> but if he goes, he'll tell the truth about you. What he's doing. Mm. You know, Satan won't lie, he'll tell the truth. <laughs> you know, we've got to be careful how we live our lives because the devil's there and he's going to try and do whatever he can to, to thwart us. Um, so blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Matthew 22, 21 says, They say unto, said unto him, Caesar's. Then said he unto the render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God. So there's a distinction made by the Lord between human government and spiritual matters. Acts 5.29 says, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. So God is the higher authority in everything. To us, I mean to um, the unsaved, there is no authority. <laughs> They're their own authority. That's the unsaved. They have no, no thought for anything. If God is not there, they make themselves God. They are their own God. Uh, Matthew 10, 28 says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Acts 4, 18 and 19, And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. See there, the rulers of the day, um, they told uh, the, the apostles they must stop preaching about Jesus and they said, well, no. <laughs> Basically, no, we, we can't. We're listening to God and, and uh, no, that's it. We preach the gospel. Romans 13, 1-7 the Christians should maintain proper respect for human government. That's what we just read. We read earlier on about having respect for government. And the government are there for a purpose. 
I remember when, when um, I was in Durban in South Africa, you were probably, probably a little tiny guy. <laughs> and um, one guy came up after church, he, had not, he wasn't saved. And he asked me, he says, what about the government? And I read in the passage, and I just heard about that passage, I just read that passage not long before myself. And he asked me about the government, should we obey government? I said, yes, the Bible says you should obey the government. But only as long as they are, as long as it's, we can agree with it, you know, and if they go against the Bible. And he got saved because of that. So, you know, things that, small things that you might not realize that might touch a person's heart that he got thinking and then he, eventually he came to be saved because of listening to that. When, when, when he wanted an answer to a question, I went to something that answered his question immediately, and that made a big difference. Mm. So that's why we need to know, uh, keep reading, trying to remember. Be ready to have an answer. Yeah, be ready to have an answer. And, and it's amazing, because I hadn't read that, that passage um, long before that, and it was new to me. And I was able to remember it, and I took him to it, and I showed him. And because of that, he got saved. So, you know, you never know uh, what, what uh, small things you might, things you never would think would uh, bring a person to the knowledge of the Lord. But the Word of God is quick and powerful, and it's all inspired. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Um, Titus 3.1 says, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. So again, uh, we, we're supposed to be subject to uh, principalities and powers to obey magistrates. 1 Peter 2.13-17 says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, where, whether it be to the king, as supreme, or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, and not using your liberty as a cloak for maliciousness, but as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. <coughs> Once again, hold the government and put in the position that it deserves and not to um, be rebellious. As the Bible says, the government doesn't hold the sword for nothing. <laughs> That's, we, we don't have swords now hanging over our neck, but we, it seems to be getting like that. <laughs> and soon, yeah. soon you won't better go anywhere. That's right. If you don't have this, yeah. Yeah. metaphorically, it's, it's uh, getting. We never know what's going to happen. We we think that maybe we're never going to get persecuted like in the old times, but who knows? We're already getting things are coming. Yeah. You know, things could get way worse. Um, could be a time when they say no, no churches, stop. Well, they're not ready. They've put us off for nine months. They've done that already. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it could come at any time where it could be worse persecution, where our lives are threatened. We don't know. Who knows? Mm -hmm. We don't know that. People in the times of, uh, in Bible times, when um, Paul and, and, uh, and the other uh, apostles and, and the other uh, Christians were, were really badly persecuted. Bahar and Mehdi would, would have been killed if they get caught. Well, I was thinking the other day, I was reading um, the account of the, um, uh, the jailer, Philippian jailer, and I think I might do a message on that one, because it's so good. Um, but think of the, um, the situation. They had cast a demon out of, or a devil out of this girl, because she was, uh, had a spirit of divination, and was giving a lot of, getting a lot of money for, this, uh, for the, these people. And of course, Paul... Uh, got tired of following him around, so he cast the demon, the devil, out of her. And um, they hated them for that, and they beat them up, and put them into prison. And they were singing, yeah, I, I hope that if it happens to us, that we can sing. Mm. <laughs> but it, anything can happen, we, we, we don't know. Things. Could get worse. Uh, 1 Timothy 2 1 through 4 says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who will have all men to be saved and come unto a knowledge of the truth. We really had it quite easy in, in England, really. Now, there are people, there are Christians in, in other countries which are being really persecuted bad. You know, um, think of uh, even in places like India and Pakistan and, and places, some places don't even allow Christians to walk. Um, but there are a lot of Christians who are, who are suffering quite badly. And um, I don't know if you saw that, that um, I think it was on YouTube. And I think the pastor showed it here about those Chinese receiving a Bible. Mm. What a thing. <coughs> when they grab that Bible and they're just kissing it and, uh, and just, we're just so happy to get a Bible. And yet we have like, many Bibles. <laughs> we're easily available. And so the Lord has been good to us. But we all still need to pray for our government and the leadership that they make the right decisions uh, for. <coughs> people of this country, but more than that, that they might be saved, that's the main thing, we need to be praying for them. Okay, then we've got uh, only two more, and that's T and S in the Baptists, and uh, the T is for two ordinances, this is really short. Firstly, baptism. Secondly, the Lord's Supper. Baptism is by immersion. The proper subjects for baptism are regenerated persons who have exercised and professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just one thing, it doesn't impart grace. It means baptism is just an outward testimony of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our death, burial and resurrection. His death, burial and resurrection. And um, so we uh, believe in, in <laughs> baptism by immersion. And, um, and we don't apologize for that. 
the second one is the Lord's um, commanded, um, the Lord commanded baptism. Uh, let me just read this. It says Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. It says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost." And so uh, we see that it's a command by the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord's table, Baptists claim that only regenerate persons baptized on profession of their faith. Believer must uh, judge themselves and confess sin and then partake of um, the bread and, uh, and juice. Uh, the elements symbolize the body broken for us and the blood that was shed <coughs> by the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're not literally the body of the Lord Jesus, and the body, literally the body, the body uh, the blood of the Lord Jesus. They are symbolic of uh, his suffering for us on the cross. Okay, um, and finally, uh, saved, baptized, and serving members. Uh, there's an importance that must be placed upon the necessity for saved membership. In 2 Corinthians 6, chapter 14 through 18, the Bible says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. And Amos 3.3 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? So we need to, uh, we must be a separate uh, entity, we must be a, lo a local church, not um, mixing with uh, unbelievers. Not that we don't accept the unbeliever to come into the church, we're seeking, but we can't have fellowship with just anybody. And, um, if they don't agree with the, the doctrine that we, we have, we, how can we have uh, fellowship with somebody who disagrees with us? We've got to be uh, united and we've got to believe what we believe and we must, be, we must all believe it. We must believe what the Word of God says. Um, <coughs> members must be baptized and showing, uh, shows a public identification with the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 241 2, through 47. Let's have a look at that. Yes. And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon all, on every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of mind praising God, and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. So we see there that um, 
they received the word and they were baptized. And then they met together and um, did all the things that uh, two ordinances say. <laughs> baptized and uh, they uh, ate together. Thirdly, is serving. There's a divine, the appointed place in the church for, for the redeemed. God has a work for all of us. And specific gifts are given to each believer that they may be able to work which the Lord has appointed for them. Able to do the work that God has appointed. Okay, um, let's read. Um, actually, I think I'll leave these for you to read because it's long. It's 1 Corinthians 12. 1 through 31 talks about the gifts and in Romans chapter 12 let's go there because that's a shorter one and I think uh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to read 31 verses right now <laughs> so it's 1 Corinthians 12 1 31 and then let's go to Romans 12 Romans chapter 12 for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophecy according to the proportion of faith, Ministry, let us wait on our ministry. For he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So it shows you there that there are varying gifts um, that uh, the church has given to, to us to do. What's yours? Good looking. Yeah, got legs and arms. I wish I had that problem. Can you work out use Bane as well? Then? Probably could. Well, um, I think that's that's all we've done as, as the uh, Baptist Defensive is done. Um, so, uh, thank you for listening. And, uh, thank you for having me. If you are out there and you're not saved, trust that uh, you, you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ to your Savior. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners, but uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, the Savior. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All we have to do is, all we have to do is simply believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is ready there waiting for you to come. Thank you for your Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness to us. Pray the Lord you bless us as we go our separate ways and keep us safe. Be with us through the rest of this week. Lord, give us opportunities to share the gospel in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.